0: Welcome to Coached Soul, a podcast for a better you. Your host, Steve Hudgens is a licensed professional counselor, and your co-host, Julia Canton, is a therapeutic coach. Together, they discuss various topics, providing a different perspective on life and insight that you are not alone. On a non-emergency basis, you may contact them at area code 918 280-8690 or CoachSoul.com to provide them with new topics, feedback, or to request an appearance on the show. And now, here's your host, Steve Hudgens.
1: Welcome back to the show. As always, Julia, you know, you just told me you always like to sit and look pretty. And what a great segue to talk about gender roles.
0: Oh, my gosh, Steve. Yeah. Talk about a topic that can cause some mixed emotions for some.
1: (laughs) Well, and I'm sure we're going to hit some hot topics here. And I know we probably get some uh, hate literature going on. But here's the thing that I like to for us to say, is that we have moved away from being able to be open in our discussions, no matter how hard the discussion can be. And we always, uh, not always, I would say a lot of us uh, seem to be uh, project our fears onto the other person, or we don't want to be objective about the topic. Well, you're wrong and you're wrong. So who's right? I discuss this with, you know, especially with parents and in therapy with, with t- adolescents and they argue. And I'm like, well, wait a minute, Let, let's look at something different here. You may believe the moon is made out of cheese. You may believe the moon's made out of a rock. The question is, have you both been to the moon? No. So how come we're arguing over what the moon is made of if we've never been? But can we agree on experiences here? Can we agree that the moon rises during the day at night sometimes depending on the uh, on how the, the earth is placed? Can we agree? That the shape of the moon is different based upon how the sun casts the earth's shadow onto the moon? Can we agree that the moon takes on different colors depending on the atmospheric conditions or if there's an eclipse? There is so much more that we can agree on upon our experiences than to sit here and argue over something that we would never have been. What do you think? think,
0: Well, I think think what we're looking at right now and I love that example because I when we hit some of these more sense of what we consider quote unquote sensitive topics that um, we we are approaching it you and I from a perspective that even if it may be a male's opinion or a female's pers- uh, pr- uh, opinion you know since we are talking about gender roles today um, that we may have some things that we disagree on however our ability to communicate the fact that we have respect for each other's opinions, even if we disagree with it, that we're open to the dialogue, even the argument, okay? Each of us can present an argument for our individual views, but that doesn't have to mean that we are deleting or negating the fact that your opinion is as valuable as mine or mine as valuable as yours. And so I love these topics, and I and I just really love that example because where we're approaching these topics is that we will find more things that we probably agree on than what we disagree on, and um, and I will take that any day. So let's get into it.
1: You know, it, and and it's interesting because I um, I want uh, to talk about you know the idea of being able to have open communication and I like how you expressed this respect, but here's where I think about respect. If a man respects himself, he doesn't need to command respect. When he commands respect, he loses respect for himself. And when I think about that, I need to have respect for myself. And when I do, I'm able to have respect for you as well. And it comes down to a liking of who we are as people. And what is the cause of an argument? Is it because we don't want to change? Is it because we don't like the idea that we may have to conform? The the, the idea of freedom of thought should be expressed. That's how we grow. If we could take, you know, I've got a client who who is um, agnostic and a Democrat. I'm a libertarian and faith based, but we have the best communication uh, of learning from one another. That, you know, I, I've tried to, you know, he, he wants to continue doing therapy regardless. Um, he, he says, I learned so much from you and I learned from him as, as, as well. Even though we have differences, we still respect each other because we respect ourselves. And when it comes down to the gender roles, you and I are leading up to several podcasts that are going to be leading up into female versus male, because when we think about families uh that, that come together, where it's the whether it's the straight couple or the gay couple or or whatever, it's how do we deal and identify what is our role? And I think there's a lack of uh, emotional boundary that comes into place that becomes blurred lines when it comes to, to role aspects. What, what do you think about that as far as blurred lines here?
0: Well, first of all, I want to back up before we get into the blurred lines uh, because I'm not sure that I agree or disagree on that one at the moment, but just, we're going to back up because uh, from what I just heard you say, um, I I got the feeling that, and correct me if I'm wrong, and that's what I love about our podcast, is that we can have some of these dialogues. From my perspective, an argument is not a bad thing. An argument is simply a dialogue, a discourse, a discussion, where we both present our perceived or researched facts, okay, of where we stand on any given subject. So for the purpose of this podcast, I would like to present the idea that when I use the word argument, I'm not talking about the bickering, fighting, closed down viewpoints that are pitching people against each other. I am literally using the word argument as a presentation of one view in place of another with an open heart, open space that we can agree to disagree and it's not going to have any impact on our relationship. Can we agree on that first just so our audience is clear?
1: You know, it that that's just you and I. That is our that's- personality, right? We're able to to come to some type of um, discussion, whether it leads to an argument, I, I know argument comes across as a derogatory term that you and I got some boxing gloves going on yeah. and we're going at it in our ring, right? And it's not it's not that. It It, it is the fact that you and I can have a, a challenging dialogue that moves you or moves me to a higher place of thinking because we gain knowledge from each other. Correct. And Correct. that's where I think that th- the, the whole purpose that we have this podcast is to do that, is to give you a male and female perspective yes, to be able to make a choice for yourself uh, as meaning the audience to to determine what is good and healthy now there are a lot of times that julia and i can be wrong imagine that uh but we're human beings he's,
0: a, he's just he's a male guys he, he can, <laughs> it's only the male men that are wrong i mean isn't that part of the perspective society today women are right men are wrong
1: well you know here's the what? funny thing about that i i, I have dated a guy.
0: <laughs> Okay,
1: but I I got a coffee cup that says "Always, Mister Right" on it, and that was given to me by a girlfriend. And it was it's funny because it was a joke between us because she would bring up something and I would come back with an argument, and she would say, "Yeah, you're right," (laughs) but I'm not right all the time. Okay, I'm just trying to make that clear. I'm not right all the time.
0: Nor am I. It's okay. Exactly.
1: But it's great to have fun. And 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 looking at how we can have fun. And I think that is uh imperative when it comes to discussions to keep the discussion lighthearted. Yes. Because we can get so focused. So typically I, I wish that our audience can see because what I typically do sometimes and uh um, I I coach businessmen on how to be better managers. That's a different from my practice of therapy. So I do coaching on the side of how to be an effective manager. And what I've done in the past is I use pens, four or five different pens, and I organize them in such a way uh, that may or may not look like a number. And I place them down on the table and I ask them, what number do you see? And they say, oh, I see a two. What they don't realize on the background my hand, which is near the pens, may show a number three on my hand. We typically focus on on just the pens. Then I change them again. What number do you see? Oh, I see a four. Well, my hand is showing a two. So my fingers change when my pens change. To illustrate that we focus so much on the problem that we don't look at what's causing the problem on the outside. Mm -hmm. And when we begin into our discussions, uh, Julia, it's, it's that we're looking from all perspectives or try to look at all perspectives. And we may not have all the information
0: Correct. Well, and there is a lot of even and I would like to take a stance on this. There is new research that just came out that uh, that actually supports the fact that how we feel or believe or whatever research is done today does not impact how we're going to feel, what research will be done or the outcome of something that's happened 20 years from now that will happen 20 years from now and so the my point in bringing that up is is that we're leaving space over time we naturally grow and develop into new perspectives because we gain new experiences in our relationships in our life um personally professionally and this is It inherently leads to change and dialogue and shared experiences, and that means different perspectives will occur. And so with all of that being said, Steve, I think that today's subject, since we are starting the discussion of gender roles, is on that, you asked me a question on blurred lines. And here's the thing about blurred lines is that I think that we have entered, um, and it's, it's, isn't a beginning, this has been going on for a while where, um, there is, uh, what I truly believe it was a full attack on men to begin with. Okay. Husbands, fathers, Men, uh, just the roles—protector, provider—within um, society. And now we're at a place to where we're wanting to also remove the gender role of the of the mother, the wife, the the daughter, and everything is just becoming this almost this unisex vibe. Um, instead of us standing in our spaces as men and women, male and female, and you brought this up earlier, and I I would like to, you and I in our private discussion before we started this podcast, is that we do know, and this is most species across the board, okay, have a male and female, um, the chromosomes there, it is, it exists, there is a reason why there is this male and female role. Okay. And each are so valuable to the ecosystem. You can't have one that exists without the other, but is gender necessarily what we're talking about when we say gender roles? You
1: want great to point. To that? No, great point. And it's funny because before we were doing this podcast, I was looking up, I just put Google on gender roles and it's interesting how, Google assigned the, how they come up. And the first one was by ccp.jhu.edu pops up gender norms, positive or negative impact, all aspects harmful and outdated gender norms can have serious consequences. I'm like, what? And then that goes into other organizations. And then this really interesting popped up. What are gender roles? General roles in society means how we're expected to act, speak, dress, groom, and conduct ourselves based upon our assigned sex. For example, girls and women are generally expected to dress in typically feminine ways and be polite, accommodating, and nurturing. Oh, hold on. Where, where, where's the men? Are, are we not classified as, oh my gosh, we're the domestic violence men that we hit and beat women and suppress them? I mean, oh my gosh, there, there's nothing mentioned about men and the gender roles. It just seems to be about women. And then all of a sudden I pop up and there is this save the saying that gender roles can create a lifelong cycle of inequality. So you, you make a valid point and it, 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 it does seem like we're trying to get rid of men and then all of a sudden we're trying to get rid of women too and have this unisex well i you you, you okay take this in nature what happens if you two get two elk that have become women all of a sudden they're not bucks anymore mm-hmm. what do you do it it doesn't help set an order that's there that balances life and you and i know that you know, when we think about even in in relationships, somebody has a pecking order. It is just basic science, research, psychology, one-on-one, sociology, clinical social workers. They realize what is a pecking order. You put a bunch of hens together. Uh, not calling women hens, but you put a bunch of women together, <laughs> I was like, they bro. cackle. <laughs> <laughs> So it's like they have a pecking order, right? And so women have pecking orders, men have pecking orders. Uh, so is it basically really gender, or is it the type of character that we need to be discussing? What well, do you think?
0: I think that well, here's the. Th- I think it's both. I I think there is, and I'm, I'm always going to speak from my perspective. And so I'd like our listeners to know that they can decide what they want to do with their lives. Me as having at 51 years old, having some of the life experiences that I've had. Okay. I've had the toxic masculinity where, and I knew not just toxic, abusive masculinity where, um, you know, growing up and first husband was, um, just, Uh, everything was by his rules only. I mean, it was domestic violence at the core. Okay. Um, If I rolled my eyes, if I didn't wash a, a, fold a washcloth a certain way, if food wasn't prepped a certain way, there were physical, emotional, mental um, uh, consequences for that. Okay. Fast forward. My children's dad, who's also passed away, um, our marriage was one of unity, but I understood not because I was forced to, but because I wanted to have him in this beautiful masculine role of head of the household, because what it did is freed me up to Have this glorious and um, beautiful role as mother, nature, nurturer, uh, caregiver, homemaker. Okay. By him doing what he was doing as provider and protector, it allowed me to do what I'm really, really good at. Okay. Uh, to stand in my beautiful feminine roles um role and so was that okay a matter of my character or was it the gender role that i was expected to fulfill or was it simply that i understood the strength of what it means to be a woman that does what she does really, really well. And, and even in my current relationship, I will tell you, I am teaching my guy how to be the man of the household because I respect him in that role okay and what is he doing because he's in that beautiful role of his that strong masculine area it is allowing me to feel supported in the roles that I love to do which is caretaker homemaker uh, nurturer and um and so I would present this back to you as a man, okay? What does it mean for you? And I might've gotten off track here because I get so passionate about the subject. So bring me back around if I did, but what does it mean to you as a, I'm just gonna go ahead and say it, a white man, okay you're a veteran you've been a dad you or your dad you you have been a husband what does it mean to you when a woman that you care about or females that you care about come to you and say hey steve or hey dad or hey partner whatever roles those are i could really use your counsel right now i don't necessarily want you to fix the problem just i could use your counsel what does that do for you as a man
1: First of all, thanks for pointing out my white. I didn't recognize it. Uh, <laughs> I know, I
0: know. It's, 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 hey, but you know, you're, our listeners can't see us because you That's know we true. haven't moved to video. Y'all know I have tried to get us to video. I'm going to up his game.
1: We're we're going to get there, and 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 as soon as I look more handsomer, I'll I'll, I'll get there. Steve,
0: so, <laughs>
1: <laughs> you know, when you bring up a valid point, because I have had a growth period in my own life. Uh, and, and, and it stems from role modeling. OK, my, my father, um, y- you know, my mother chose not to work. And it's unfortunate because my dad was put into a role of working two different jobs. The The first one was him working in the military, uh, seven to four, working as a security police officer that was training guard dogs and. Then he would come home, eat, change clothes, and he was a self-made mechanic because he was a foreign boy out in West Texas, and so he knew how to work on on cars. And so he would go and do this on a half a day Saturday. I remember asking to to throw ball and 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 wanted to play baseball, and instead of throwing catch with me, he bought a pitch back where you throw the ball and bounces and and I catch it on my own. Hmm. And so it didn't help me to, to get into the, the masculine role, so to speak, of uh, being there. So I'm not faulting my parents whatsoever. I'm just saying these are the dynamics of what shaped me as a, as a, as a man. And, and when I got into relationships, I was blinded by learning it all on my own because I didn't have a good role models, uh, to, to look at how to have a healthy relationship. I was taught that when somebody was angry, you shut down and you don't talk about it. So it becomes a silent treatment, becomes abusive. I uh, I never saw my dad hit my mom. I did see him punch holes in the wall through his anger. And so as men, we see this because we're trained to learn one emotion and that's anger. You're not supposed to talk about it. Your emotions, you're supposed to shake it off, grow up, be a man and push through. And so it creates this different dynamic. And so as I grew in my relationships, I did get into a toxic relationship and she was, uh, when you have a borderline personality disorder and histrionic, it doesn't help the situation, Uh, In that manner. And what do you do as a husband? You try to nurture, uh, you you try to do what you have to do. Now, let's. let's,
0: You're trying to fix it, you're trying to resolve the issues because inherently, this is what men do they see an issue with someone that they care about and then they try to fix it.
1: And 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 that's just the compartmentalization of a man. We have these different shoe boxes and we have this do nothing box and it drives women crazy of how can you sit here and think about nothing? I'm sorry, I just <laughs> I have a do there. nothing box. There's nothing there. <laughs> And, and women's brains are like spaghetti. You're always touching every noodle in its place and you don't know how to turn off the noodles. And so it's, it, it, it drives a man and crazy too, because he likes to sit and and not think about anything. Mm
0: -hmm. In fact, I think it's necessary for, for men to be able to have that space where it is nothing. It is nothing true it's hard for women to believe that that is an actual thing. It is an absolutely ladies. It is an absolutely thing. Men need that space of nothingness and it really exists. So, you know,
1: and, and I appreciate that because I was always chased in my relationship to talk and it only uh, put me into a state of anger because I couldn't get away They was chasing. I had my son on my hip and she was constantly chasing me. And I'm like, I need you to leave me alone. I have it. Go back to bed. I've got this. And so it was a challenging moment for me to be able to have some space, but we have to respect one another to be able to say, if that someone needs space to give them space, So going back to our roles, and we get about uh, 30 seconds left, and it's like, holy cow, we went through this like crazy. I'm sorry to our audience that uh, we kind of bounced a little bit. But we do need to wrap it up. And uh, what we're going to do is we're going to do part two of discussion because this is not a topic that we can do within 30 minutes or less. Uh, This is going to be an ongoing topic. So please work with us, be with us and listening to this podcast as we grow into what does a relationship look like in the end? What does a healthy relationship look like? two people uh, notice i said people and i didn't give them an identity i said two people so with that being and uh being said uh, you know our time is is up and we're going to carry on part two julia as always great to see you thank you so much for joining us today and we'll catch up next time thanks for joining us today we hope to have you back next week until then be safe and be kind Thank you.